The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. we got the power to change the world. Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Hello, this is Dr. Susan with Occupy Health. Many of our experts have told us that the causes of diseases are inflammation, oxidative stress, toxins, mitochondrial functions, and what do we do about this? They say to have good nutrition and avoid toxins, but how do we get the toxins out of our body? Chelation seems a little extreme. We all don't have room or money for a sauna. What do we do? Well, today we're going to talk about one such possibility, which is ozone. As a little sidebar, a few years ago, I was diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia. This is also called the suicide disease. The doctors offered me little except a choice of pills. I chose the one that had the least side effects, trilepto, with a backup of uh, gabapentin. Took two-thirds of them, and it went down to a dolvora, so at least I could function. Online, I learned that trigeminal neuralgia was associated with cavitations, which result from uh, a a massive pile of pus in your and a big hole in your bone, which is a residual from a few little bacteria left over from a tooth extraction or root canal. So my dentist, a bioidentical dentist, she injected ozone into my bone. I could feel it travel in the root, a nerve root, and my trigeminal neuralgia went away. My bone came back. I mean, why couldn't my providers offer me any options? So I feel ozone is a very uh, interesting modality, which can offer us a lot at a very, not a very high price. So with us today, we have Dr. Robert J. Rowan. He's a Phi Beta Kappa graduate of John Hopkins University and a graduate of the University of California at San Francisco Medical School. He is dual boarded in family practice and emergency medicine. He's internationally known for complementary, alternative, and integrative medicine. In the past, his practice has included acupuncture, nutritional medicine, homeopathy, herbal medicine, oxidative therapy, all in one place. He's affectionately known as the father of medical freedom for pioneering the nation's first statutory protection for alternative medicine in 1990. He was also appointed, the Alaskan governor appointed him to serve a term on the state medical board. So with great pleasure, I would like to introduce Dr. Rowan. Thank you, Susan. It's an honor to be with you. Well, thank you. The honor is mine. So tell me about ozone. How did you find out about it? I stumbled across it in 1986 at a meeting of chelation doctors. Uh, We had been previously trained to think that oxidants were bad, 
because of, quote, oxidative stress. And I saw this machine sitting there, and I don't even think the people who had it knew what they had. And I said, ozone, ozone, this is supposed to be bad. They said, well, we don't know much about it. We're just here showing it. Why don't you take this literature? And I took their literature, which was all from Germany, and I took it back to my room that night, and I stayed up. I couldn't put it down. It was that unbelievably good. And I stayed up till 3 a.m. reading it. I got up a half hour early to get to the exhibit hall uh, before it opened to be first in line, and I bought the machine on the spot, took it back to Alaska, and that changed my life, beginning with the first patient when the, the patients got better from what we knew then or what we called then was chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, a whole bunch of what I call junk diagnoses. The patients aren't junk. I'm saying the diagnoses were because they were just descriptions. And these people got better, and they didn't get better at the hands of anyone else. I was sold, and that was on day one. Wow. That's exciting. Um, I also heard that, you know, when Cuba was cut off from the West, they didn't have access to a lot of Western medicine. So they kind of developed treatment with ozone. And, for example, Fidel Castro granted a million dollars in 1985 to the Havana Cuban Ozone Research Center. So what have the Cubans been doing with ozone, and has it been successful? Yes. Um, they've done a lot of res basic research on, uh, on ozone, and their research has paralleled and mirrored the research done in Italy and in Germany. They have shown that ozone improves circulation, what's called the rheological or flow properties of blood. Ozone stimulates release of oxygen from red blood cells. Ozone stimulates consumption of oxygen in cells, which makes energy. Ozone improves immune defenses, augments the immune system in its fight against microorganisms. And you combine all these things and you have what, in my opinion, is the closest thing to a global panacea that there could be. And my wife, who is a physician, and I both consider that to be true. It is the closest thing to a global panacea that there is in medicine today. It's not 100%. There is nothing that's 100%, nor, in my opinion, will there ever be such. But this does more good for more conditions than anything I've seen in my entire career combined, with the exception of um, fixing your nutrition, detoxification, and stress. Wow, how exciting. All the contributory causes to diseases, uh, it sounds like ozone attacks all of them. I mean, all in one place. Well, the most important thing to healing anything is what? Oxygen. Oxygen. And where there's inflammation... There's swelling, edema, there's less circulation, so you have a vicious cycle, less oxygen, more inflammation. And even white blood cells, when they're fighting infection, need up to 100 times the amount of oxygen as they do in the resting state. So if you get more oxygen to tissues, you're doing them a huge favor. If you hit viruses and bacteria with a strong oxidant like ozone, which is relatively innocuous to our own cells because they are oxygen breathers, uh, you do yourself a favor by dinging the pathogens before they get a chance to do you in. So are you saying like all the baddies, the viruses, fungi, bacteria, they don't like oxygen, whereas it's totally compatible with our bodies? 
Our body has enormous defenses against oxidative stress. Yes, it can get out of hand, but we have enormous defenses because we are oxygen breathers. The pathogens typically don't utilize oxygen and don't have such defenses. So ozone just cuts through them like a hot knife through butter. Wow. Um, So how does oxygen fight inflammation? Well, your body needs oxygen to repair and restore. So if you can get oxygen into the tissues then your cells can make energy to repair the damage that was done that set up the inflammation to begin with. So can you put this in any part of the body, like a joint that hurts? You can put it anywhere but the lungs. You don't want to breathe those on because it's hard on the lungs for whatever reason. The lungs have a limited ability to handle uh, this type of active oxygen. But you can put ozone just about anywhere else. You can go get into a sauna as long as you're breathing room air. You can give it in the blood. You can give it in the muscle. You can give it in the vagina, in the rectum, in the bladder. You can make ozone water and drink it. And you can even inject it into joints, uh, body cavities, etc. The only place that it's hard on is the lungs. What if you have a herniated disc? Would it help with that pain? It's, it's well known. It's been published that you can treat herniated discs with ozone. Okay. This is hard science, hard science publications now. Okay. Wow. So what are the various research studies? I'm sorry. You broke up. What do what? Well, so the research studies have shown this? Yes, uh, there's a several Italian studies that show that you can shoot ozone directly into discs or around discs or even uh, in the paraspinous muscles around discs, and you can heal up uh, very substantial back pain. I have a YouTube channel that's devoted to this, and if your listeners wanted to go to my YouTube channel, they just go to YouTube and type in Robert Rowan MD channel. And they'll get to it, and they'll see hundreds of patients telling their own story about what ozone did. Sometimes instantly on the spot, they were fixed. Okay. So um, what is ozone? Ozone is O3. You are breathing right now O2, which is molecular oxygen. Ozone is naturally made in nature. It's a natural product made by lightning, which splits O2, and one oxygen careens off, hits another O2, and you get O3. It's extraordinarily active oxygen. Very act- Just consider it extremely active oxygen. And it's what we call metastable, meaning it, it's, it will survive about 30 minutes in room air, and then it breaks back down to oxygen, releasing its third oxygen atom. And it is the strongest oxidant naturally occurring in nature. And it will oxidize. Um, oh, it, it, it's, it's a cleanser, actually. It's, and you can smell it in the air after a thunderstorm. It's the sweet smell that you get after a cleansing thunderstorm from lightning. I, know, I notice people talk about negative ion generators. Is that connected with ozone? It's different. Okay. Um, Isn't ozone a form of pollution? 
In smog, yes. Excellent question. In Los Angeles, where you have uh, photochemical smog from car emissions, uh, when you combine that uh, photo, the emissions with sunlight, you do get ozone produced, but that's smog ozone. That's not medical ozone. Two very different things. It's not the ozone that's the pollution. It's the pollution in combination with sunlight that's creating ozone. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, is, so is ozone used in other countries? Widely. Cuba uses it. It's widely used in Germany, Italy, Russia, and in many other countries. It's widely accepted. It's throughout Europe, actually. Wow. Why isn't it used more in the U.S.? What's the resistance? Well, I think the main resistance is we have a pharma-based medical uh, mafia here, for lack of a better term. I call it the medical mob or the medical monopoly. And it's almost impossible to get anything through that's not approved by regulatory agencies, but to get something through to the um, approval of the agency, you have to spend probably on the order of 50 to $150 million to do a study to their satisfaction. Now, who on earth is going to invest that kind of money in a therapy that cannot be patented? There's no money to be made in this. So who's going to spend that kind of money? Let me give you a hard example. A lot of money has gone into research for a vaccine for Ebola. Now, there's going to be a lot of money made on that vaccine. But suppose I told you that I and another fellow went to Sierra Leone a few years ago during the Ebola epidemic, and we managed to get the five cases of Ebola and all five of them recovered almost instantly, like within hours, of ozone therapy that costs probably $5 a person. Now, who's going to invest in that? Wow. You went to uh, West Africa? Can you yes. tell me about that? Yes. Um, the Ebola epidemic was raging. I was in Cuba at the time with my friend Howard Robbins at a meeting. And I said, I said to him, I want to go to Africa. I think uh, I want to take ozone and cure Ebola. He said, you're out of your mind. He said, uh, I told him I'm going to go. He said, well, I'm not. You can die of Ebola. I said, fine. Then I'll go. I'll treat Ebola and get it better. And he thought about it for exactly five seconds. And he said, Rowan, I'm not letting you get all the credit. I'm going with you. So he decided to come with me. That was Howard Robbins. And um, we, uh, I was serendipitously introduced to a doctor in Sierra Leone who knew the president, uh, doc, um, Dr. Kuoma was the president, Ernest by Kuoma, and we secured an invitation from him, and we went, and we taught a whole bunch of doctors how to do it. At first, they were extraordinarily skeptical when we showed them the hard science behind it. They embraced it, and uh, we had to jump through a lot of hoops while we were there. Uh, but for, and for whatever reason, when I finally got out to the Ebola treatment center after training doctors how to do it, uh, our project was stopped. But after I left the country, our team managed to get to five cases of Ebola, and um, 
they were given a very cheap form of ozone where you're giving the ozone gas um, intravenously, the gas itself, and they all recovered, and they didn't have any incidents. So I assume that the clinicians uh, at the treating level were pretty excited by this. Oh, they were really excited. Sadly, at higher levels, uh, they were not excited about it. Hmm. Wow. Uh, wasn't your family frightened to go in the middle of that epidemic that had all us back here terrified? <clears throat> my uh, immediate family, with the exception of my wife, did everything they could to talk me out of it. My wife is a physician, well familiar with ozone. We treat ourselves with it. And uh, while she had concerns, she really didn't have fear because she knew I knew what I was doing and <clears throat> that I would be protected by the ozone we were taking with us. Wow. Did you actually get to, you were invited by the president. Did you actually get to meet him? On two occasions. And how was his reception? His reception was very positive. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, he had a very positive reception. I think the problem that we had in Sierra Leone came from underlings, not from the president. Oh. Were they jealous of what you were doing? Um, they might have been jealous, and uh, maybe there were some financial concerns, because a lot of money was going into Sierra Leone to bury bodies and burn them, and... We went over there to save lives, not to, not to bury them after the, 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 the owners of the bodies died. Isn't that one of the things that made the spread so rampant is there were various ceremonies at funerals that had contact with the corpses, and that was uh, a big factor in transmitting the disease? Yes. One of the things they did was they groomed the body after death, and, and in grooming the body, uh, they were exposing themselves to tremendous amounts of viruses which came through the skin. So that's why it spread so rapidly, and it took uh, good science to uncover this because uh, un until this last epidemic, it was really unclear what was happening in these um, episodes. That's like learning about typhoid in, typhoid in the water. Good public health, this should minimize any uh, rampant outbreaks in the future. Yes, it was a contact disease. Now, Ebola ever learns how to spread by aerosol, and you don't need to touch somebody, then we're looking at a calamity. I mean, it was a calamity as it was, but I'm talking about uh, an unspeakable calamity. Well, so once they learn about the contact and change the actions at funerals and contact, then uh, started to turn around. It's, yes. Okay. I understand also that it can live in the semen for up to six months, so one has to be careful if they were exposed. That's true. It can live in the semen for up to six months, and it can live in various protected areas of the body, such as the eye, for that period of time. There was a nurse, uh, I think her name was McCaffrey, in Britain, who had two relapses of Ebola, presumably because the virus remained hidden in sequestered areas of her body. Wow. We so published our story on Ebola in the African Journal of Infectious Diseases. It came out in 2016. How exciting. So what did you do there? Um, we met with officials, ministers, tried to explain what we were doing. We taught 
And um, I showed doctors how to do it, and we showed enough doctors how to do it so that a few were able to save their own lives when they actually got it. Are they still using it? I believe that the doctor who arranged for our um, our experience there is still using it actively. He tells me he's been uh, reversing sickle cell crisis and helping people with infection. Wow, exciting. I'm trying to get him to, to, to give me data so we can publish it, but that's like pulling teeth. It's very difficult to get communications in and out of the country. But fortunately, we were able to document the five cases, and that was good enough to get it published. So what was life like during the epidemic there? Well, those people were living life unlike what we would have here. I mean, in here, if your neighbor's neighbor had Ebola, you wouldn't fly on the airplane that he flew on four days before. Their life was going on as normal in the streets. There were just signs everywhere asking you not to touch anyone else because that's how it was transmitted. It's, it, it's stunning that life was going on, and, and you wouldn't even know there was an epidemic there. Wow. Um, so what was your reaction to all this? My reaction was I wanted to help save lives, which is why I went. You're very idealistic at the core, in the core. You really want to make the planet a better place. Yeah. I think ozone is probably one therapy that we have that could make the planet a better place. I mean, I have infection after infection that's resolved with ozone, from Lyme disease to cellulitis to viral infection. And we're treating things that antibiotics have failed on. So patients have gotten thousands and thousands of dollars worth of failed antibiotics, which has messed up their immune system. And then you give them ozone, which helps to detoxify them, repair their immune system, and go after the infection itself. And the majority of them get dramatically better. That's interesting because most of our speakers have mentioned the microbiome and the gut. And one course of antibiotics can change the gut bacteria microbiome forever and can have a lasting effect on our uh, health, you know, leading to all sorts of autoimmune diseases. So the fact that this is a treatment that we don't develop resistance to, great. That is point. Antibiotics, as you said, can wipe out the microbiome of the gut possibly forever. Ozone doesn't do that. And ozone can help um, restore you to health. Uh, seeing is believing. I don't expect anybody to believe me. That's why I started posting these cases on YouTube so that you can listen to the patient. Uh, we've had patients crippled walking into the office, literally crippled, holding onto the chair to, to, to walk in the door, and they dance out of the office after they get a treatment. Uh, have you ever uh, met any resistance or the medical board or any people giving you any trouble? Well, I've explained what I've done to the California Medical Board on two occasions, and on two occasions they've actually gone away. I presented what we did in Sierra Leone on the basis of ozone to a local hospital. It was extraordinarily well received by the, by the general community and the allied health professionals, but most medical doctors are, are closed to it because they are, you know, it's, go back to 1491. Remember when the world was flat? <laughs> yes. And if you spoke out against the world being flat, you could be burned at the stake? 
Yes. And you remember the case of Ignaz Semmelweis, the Austrian physician who suggested that you wash your hands between going from the cadaver lab to delivering babies to reduce the incidence of infection, and you remember how he was laughed at and scorned? Yeah, such radicals. So are you among them? Uh, I'm one of that group because he was laughed at, and uh, fortunately I wasn't put into an insane asylum like he was after they laughed at him. But we're still in that mentality today amongst doctors. They want to see the types of studies that they want to see, but unfortunately with this therapy, you just are unlikely to get it because who's going to fund a $150 million study when you're not going to get a return? That's the problem with medicine. That's why this is the core of why we are, fa- we are in a catch-22 and we can't get out of it. Government and insurance is paying for things that are so-called approved by the regulatory agencies, but you can't get anything approved unless somebody's going to make a billion dollars on it to put up the funds to get it approved. And these things all are synthetic, petrochemical, patentable pharmaceuticals. Every one of them are unnatural products which have a toxic effect on the body. That's the dilemma that, and the crisis that we are in today. The system pays no attention to the three foundations of getting well again, which are getting proper nutrition, detoxifying, and modulating your stress. Those are the pillars. And until we do, we will pay more and get less, remaining ill with bodies that cannot heal. I wrote about that more than 30 years ago. Wow. Well, shouldn't Cuba be a good example? They were totally cut off in the West, and their medical system was pretty good when they were cut off, wasn't it? Their medical system is mixed. It's mostly Western-based, but they do have ozone there, but it is mostly Western-based, and it's socialistic medicine. So I'm not going to tell you that their medical system is good. It's mostly... Western-based. But the ozone part seemed to be... The ozone part is great, but and ozone is in Cuba, but it's not widely practiced there either because most doctors, even in Cuba, are embedded in drug-based therapy. Hmm. Okay. So tell me what conditions ozone would treat. Well, it treats circulation because it helps limit the infections that are causing hypertension and circulation problems. Um, it can treat almost any circulatory disorder. It's outstanding for infection because it is like, uh, it's like the ideal antibiotic. It's going to knock out almost any bacteria. Um, that's been published too. Ozone actually dissolves biofilms. Ozone can treat degenerative joint disease. It'll treat vaginosis. It can treat stomach conditions by drinking ozone water. You shoot ozone into joints. Um, Most of the patients I see with knee disorders who otherwise would go on and have knee replacements, they still have their own knees today. 
Chronic uh, inflammation, Lyme disease, uh, these waste baskets of infection and immune disorders that we have today, ozone can do a lot to go to repairing because, as I said, the most important thing in restoring health is getting oxygen to the body. It's a long way from the oxygen that you're breathing through your nose and getting that oxygen to the cell, and ozone helps that. So in my opinion, ozone can assist the treatment and the improvement of just about every known condition. It doesn't mean it's going to cure it, but simply by improving circulation and getting better oxygen into the body, you can assist just about everything to heal better. Wow. Several of our speakers, like Dr. Vajani and Dr. Houston, said that there could be occult infections that are either triggering the immune system or going to lead to cardiovascular disease, which usually is in parallel with Alzheimer's disease. So there are many infections we might not even know about that ozone can knock out. And That's knock out the point. As you said, occult infection. I learned uh, 20 or 30 years ago uh, that... Infection was much more widespread than we thought, and now we're really learning that. They are called stealth pathogens. They cause low-level chronic disease. It's not in the interest of the organism to kill you because if you, the host, dies, they die too. So they cause a chronic low-level condition. I have treated uh, acute cellulitis from a tick, with ozone, I've had two such cases. I've submitted them for publication. And within a couple days, in one case, one day, in the other case, three days, the infection was gone. Just using ozone, no antibiotic. Interesting? Yeah. So where did you put the ozone? If I wanted to put ozone in me, where, where would I put it? Depends what the condition is. Um, I've got, a, it, I've got a man now who was, uh, needed a catheter in his bladder because he couldn't urinate. In his particular case, uh, we gave him ozone in his blood, and I injected ozone around his prostate. <clears throat> He's now urinating free and clear. If you walk into the office with Lyme disease, we treat you systemically with your blood. If you hobble into the office on bad knees or hips, we will put ozone into your knees or your hips. If you have a vaginal problem, we can put it in your vagina. If we can't get your vein, we might give it to you rectally. Um, I'd get it, ozone can be used subcutaneously around infections, around injuries. Um, you can use it just, it's a gas. It's very easy to administer. It can sting. If it stings, it lasts about 40 to 60 seconds, and then it's gone. Then it doesn't hurt anymore. It can be used to heal wounds. So if you have a, a, an infected wound or an ulcer on your leg uh, or, or an open area, you can put ozone over it, and it stimulates healing. That's well-known and well-accepted. Wow. So for occult unknown infections, we would take it systemically. Yes. We see a lot of colds and flus, people who get the crud, and they get ozone. And usually, not 100%, but usually, within 24 to 48 hours, they're dramatically better. Sometimes they're better right on the table. 
So systemically would be an injection versus in the butt? Systemically would generally mean we take some blood out, treat it with ozone, and give it back. In the case of my colleague Howard Robbins, he gives the gas directly intravenously, which, if done correctly, is quite a nice way to go. It's very effective. Uh, I choose not to do it that way where I don't have to because the gas, giving the ozone gas can be hard on veins. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to the audience, uh, giving air in the veins could be lethal because air is about 80% nitrogen. But apparently, giving IV ozone, since it's so high oxygen, does not cause that same risk. Is that correct? That is correct. There's a lot of German and European research on the use of intravenous oxygen gas. That's 100% oxygen gas being given intravenously, and it is an enormous boost for the immune system, and it modulates inflammation, and this is well published and studied. So if you've got lousy veins, uh, is the next option injecting it? You can give ozone uh, in gas form in in poor veins. Another option would be to sit in an ozone sauna where your body is bathed in the gas. Another is to give it rectally. Okay. So how is uh, ozone used in dental problems? In dental problems, dentists will actually let the gas pass over areas of decay, which will cleanse them sterilize them, and they will inject ozone into what's called NICO, N-I-C-O, which is an infection in the bone itself, a cavitation, where let's say uh, a tooth was pulled and the tissue closed over, leaving dead um, uh, necrotic bone behind, which was devitalized. Devitalized means in the process of removing your tooth, Dead tissue was created uh, just like, uh, you know, if you give yourself a bad contusion, there, there could be dead tissue. Well, that dead tissue sets up a chronic low-grade infection you might not even be aware of, which can be poisoning your body. That's exactly what happened to me. About 40 years later, I got trigeminal neuralgia, and it went away with ozone treatments. And when the ozone was ejected, I could feel it go along the path of the nerve. My nerves didn't like sitting in a pile of pus. So what about gingivitis? Can you help uh, gingivitis? Is there anything you could do with ozone to fix that? Yes, you can. Uh, gingivitis is an inflammation of the mucous membranes around your teeth. You can gargle with ozonized water, water that's been prepared with ozone. You can apply ozonized olive oil to the area and you can inject ozone gas into the tissues. So, I mean, this ozone-nated olive oil, isn't that kind of like a cream that you get a little rubber tip and you just put it right underneath the gum and that will help get rid of the gingivitis? You can put it right on the gum. You can paint the gum with it, and it will help destroy the infection and, and improve the conditions in your mouth, and it won't even hurt you if you swallow it. Now, what do you put it under the gum or just along the surface of the gum where it connects to the tooth? You can put it. You can put it anywhere. Just anywhere in the mouth. You don't have to put it in a probe underneath the gum. Well, you should put it on. You should put it on the affected tissues. Yes. 
Anywhere where there's a problem, you can put the ozonated oil right on the affected areas. Audience, this is very important because our speaker, Dr. Vijani, mentioned how his mother from gingivitis, which is, you know, swollen infected gums, that led to many years of suffering with rheumatoid arthritis. So, and also gingivitis is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. One of these infections that starts off this awful train of chronic diseases, autoimmune disease, etc. What about cancer? I consider ozone an adjunctive treatment for cancer. There are some good studies that show that cancer does not like oxygen, and in the presence of high oxygen, it behaves much nicer. So I think ozone therapy can help that. Now, uh, both I and colleagues that I have trained have seen some cancers totally remit, just go away uh, with ozone therapy. But this is still the exception and not the rule. We don't know why. We know that some patients are getting better with this. Vitamin C also has been reported to be very good for cancer. And vitamin C intravenously in high amounts is a pro-oxidant. It generates actually hydrogen peroxide, which ozone does. So intravenous vitamin C and ozone may have similar effects, and it is going to help some people, but not everybody. And at this point, we don't know who. Maybe it just helps some of the underlying uh, chronic inflammation and autoimmunity issues rather than the cancer itself. What well, about one, one thing I do know, and that's that most of the people who come to us who are challenged with cancer, the overwhelming majority do feel better getting our treatments. That doesn't mean that their cancers go away, but they do feel better. What about glycemic control? Um, The Cubans have shown that ozone therapy, even given rectally to animals, can help to regenerate the beta cells in the pancreas and improve glycemic control. Or minimize the risk to the progression to diabetes. Pretty important, folks. Uh, what about dementia? Yes, I actually have a case of Alzheimer's disease who evidently is functioning normally now, having received some ozone uh, therapy and other therapies. Where did he, how did he receive it? Intravenously. What about detoxification? Uh, what can we do at home with ozone to detoxify? You can drink ozone water and you can take ozone rectally. And to my surprise, even passing ozone along a wet eardrum can be very useful for head and neck problems uh, such as upper respiratory infections. Some of my patients just love it. It clears their head colds right up. Where do you get ozonated water? You make it, and you have to make it fresh because ozone has a short half-life. You need to get a machine... Uh, they can make ozone from uh, oxygen in a bottle and bubble it through water. Okay, where, do we, where would you get such a machine? There's a couple places you can get it. Um, there's, I'll give you a couple numbers. One is 877-543-3398. That's Longevity Resources. Um, I usually have my patients just ask for a package that the company knows that I use um, for ear, rectal, vaginal, and water applications. And 
There's another company where they can get a machine. I'll give you their number now. It is five one seven nine two five one zero six four. That's five one seven nine two five one zero six four. And they also have a small ozone generating machine. I've checked the machines from both companies on my ozone analyzer. And they're fairly reliable in terms of output. And um, the second company, once again, they can just say uh, they heard me on the radio and they want the whole setup that I use for um, water, ear, and rectal home ozone use. How much does this cost? Depends what machine you get. It's going to be anywhere between, I think the cheapest machine that you can get might be in the neighborhood of six, $700, and the more expensive, more versatile homos on machine could be in the neighborhood of $2,500. And where do we get the oxygen that we need to make the ozone? Um, if you wanted to get medical-grade oxygen, you just ask your doctor for a prescription to get an oxygen tank with open refills so you can get medical-grade oxygen. Does that work in other countries such as Europe and the U.K.? Generally, I think so. There's other sources of oxygen, but I'm not going to get into that here because I'm a physician and I have a license. Yeah, okay. What about the safety record with ozone? The safety record is unparalleled. It appears to be probably the very safest treatment that there is in the world. There have been a, there have been some reported problems in the past, uh, maybe a point zero 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 five rate of problems, and that's when it was improperly administered. It's extraordinarily safe because its only byproduct is oxygen. So, is there any way we could harm ourselves at home if we use it just as you mentioned? Well, I think you can overdo any good thing, actually. If you're going to do ozone at home, you might want to have an appointment with a doctor who does it. I offer phone consultations for people who want to know how I do it. Uh, You could go to a physician's office that's actively using it and get some instruction. But I haven't heard of anybody harming themselves by drinking ozone water or using ear ozone. Again, you just don't want to breathe the gas. Uh, the, the gas can be irritating to the lungs, so you don't want to be breathing it. I haven't heard of women harming their vagina, giving it vaginally, and if you use it uh, within standards uh, of concentration for rectal, I haven't heard of anybody harming themselves there either. The, and I know um, that there's, there, there's, millions, there's millions of treatments going on with this. For the ozonated water, what kind of water do you use? Uh, it's best to use distilled water. The ozone is more stable in distilled water, and it will stay in cold water longer. It can even it, You can actually keep ozone in distilled water overnight in a refrigerator. So how do we find an ozone uh, practitioner near where the, uh, the uh, listener lives? I've trained a large number of people. They could go to my office website to see the people that I've personally trained. Um, my office website is Dr. Rowan, Dr. Sue, uh, abbreviate doctor as Dr. Rowan, Dr. Sue, S-U, dot com. Or they could go to doc, D-O-C, doc Rowan, dot com. And there's a list of trained doctors that we have personally trained. I think they will be the best 
in the world because they've been to us for training. There's other sites, too. I think Oxygen Healing Therapies has a list of doctors, too, but that doesn't mean they've been trained by us. Okay. Um, all righty. Um, let's a little more. Let's go back to Ebola because that's kind of interesting. How does the Ebola virus work? Ebola is a virus that rapidly multiplies. It's got fingers on its surface made up of what's called sulfhydryl groups, SH groups. And these are fingers. So like, it's like the, you need the fingers of your hand to open up a jar. You understand that? Yeah. Okay, you have to grasp the top of the jar to, to open the lid. The Ebola virus has fingers on it, that sulfhydryl groups that enable it to penetrate the cell. Ozone comes along and it cleaves off those sulfhydryl groups, leaving the virus without any fingers to get into the cell. You with me on that? Yep. That's what turned me on and got me all excited about treating Ebola. Now, once it's in the cell, it multiplies very rapidly. The cell bursts, releasing millions of new viruses. Ebola itself may not kill you. What happens is it's a stealth virus. It initially suppresses the immune system. But by the time the immune system realizes that it's there, Ebola has rampantly spread throughout the body, and the immune system launches a last-ditch nuclear effort to try to get rid of the virus. And that immune effort is extraordinarily damaging, leads to leaky blood vessels. Your body is in, in its attempt to get rid of the virus, is also hitting itself, punching holes in membranes everywhere, and then you get bleeding, hemorrhaging, and you die. Or That's hemorrhagic fever. Yeah. Oh, what about other treatments for Ebola, such as homeopathy or colloidal silver? Do they? I don't think homeopathy is going to do any good. I've heard of colloidal silver being shipped to Sierra Leone, and I didn't hear it do a darn thing. The only thing that I know that worked for Ebola were the oxidation therapies, which included uh, ozone, which we brought. And I also was told secondhand, not firsthand, that somebody went out into the bush and observed people getting better with something called MMS. Jim Humble discovered that uh, a tincture of um, chlorine dioxide, excuse, yeah, um, sodium chloride, when activated with a weak acid, created a molecule called uh, chlorine dioxide, which acts like ozone. And I was told by somebody who was actually out in the field that large numbers of people survived with this. This is a very cheap um, oxidation therapy, and you can read about it online by typing in MMS and the name Jim Humble, H-U-M-B-L-E. So we're coming to a close now. So in the last three minutes, can you tell us how ozone affects the immunity system and then any final closing points as well as your websites? Ozone modulates the immune system. In other words, there's two parts to the immune system, Th1 and Th2. The Th1 is the superior controlling part of the immune system, the cellular system. The Th2 part is the antibodies. In diseases like HIV, you have a weak cellular immune system, and uh, an empty bag of antibodies that don't work without the cellular immune system. 
Ozone tends to modulate this so that if one is much more strong than the other, it brings the uh, strong one down and the weak one up to bring it more back into balance like an evenly balanced teeter-totter. Ozone stimulates the immune system. That's been shown. It makes your immune system more powerful, robust, and it generates cytokines and interferons that the immune system needs for the cells to talk to each other. It is probably the safest and most powerful generator of cytokines and interferons that's on the planet. So that will help with hep C. Virtually any disease. So you have any final closing points as well as a website you want our listeners to go to? I think you need to know where your closest oxidation practitioner is because there is an epidemic that will come sooner or later. Everybody is in agreement on that, even the pundits. And I think that oxidation therapy would be the thing to be prepared to have at your disposal. My, I have a small office website where we have a list of trained oxidation doctors and a couple articles, and you can read about ozone therapy online. There is a new organization you could join called Ozone Without Borders. Um, <clears throat> I think it will be a, a, a really incredible organization to follow and belong to, and with a library that you can read, there is Ozone University. I think it's ozoneuniversity.com, where there's a tremendous amount of literature. You want to summarize your website? Um, drrowan, drsue.com. S-U is my wife's name. Okay. Well, this has sure been fascinating to find a way that we can heal ourselves help other people and uh, heal ourselves. Just imagine how much health care costs would be reduced and the money can go to other things. So uh, in closing, I'd like to recommend you do your own research, follow some of these ideas out, check with your physician, uh, weigh the options so you can help yourself and help others. So be well. We got the power to change the world. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.